Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. It's Wednesday reporting this, so but happy Thursday to everybody else. Woo, woo, woo. I still can't spell Wednesday. There are some words I just can't spell. Wednesday, acknowledgement. When I have to write the word acknowledge, Jonathan. it's so bad that even like the autocorrect can't fix it. Is it That's a C? me okay. with embarrass. The word embarrass. Two R's and two S's. Why do you have both of oh just pick one? That one I'm not so sure. Um, restaurant has always been hard for yeah, me. Yeah, no, I still can't spell restaurant. Yeah. Restaurant, restaurant, <laughs> just, I say foodie place. They're like, let's go eat at a place. Uh, Jonathan? No. no, 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 no. You guys heard in the last episode, or the one before that, one of them. I don't like the word Jonathan. I don't like the word Johnson. I don't like the name John. Because <laughs> is there an H in it? Is there not? Okay, well, like, if you spell Jonathan with an H, like, you're a little bit weird. Just a little bit. You, you prefer it without the H? Yes. Because why is there an H in John? Like, you're expending extra energy for what? I agree, actually. I think that if you have the shortened version, that makes you cooler. Um, I never thought there was another way to spell... This is so dumb. I never thought there was another way to spell Zach other than Z-A-C-H. But recently, I have stumbled across another Zach in my life who spells it Z-A-C-K. But that doesn't make any sense because their full name is Zachary with an H. I feel like... But yet you choose that. Like, when people have, like, short names, like, they go from, like... What's the long version of Annie? Is there one? Annabeth? Wait, I don't know. I don't know. No, that's, I don't, uh, I don't ooh, know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. Or they make it like A and I. That's Annie to me, not Annie. Yeah. But I, have, but I have a friend whose name is Annie and it's spelled A and I. And I will say for the first few times I saw her, it was Annie to me. And then I learned it's not. But like people who make their names into nicknames, like Deborah, Deb. I guess you can't really spell it any other way. Yeah. Or like Gabrielle, Gabby. Gabby or Gab. You have to choose the Y or the I. Like that's a conscious choice you make in your heart. And it's about your personality. Are you a Y Gabby or are you an I Gabby? When there was this girl in my high school. Her name's Corinne. It's spelled C-O-R-I-N-N-E. 
and I called her Kareen for two years and it was an ongoing joke in the friend group that only I was not a part of and I just like to say I was bullied uh-huh. she's one of my best friends now I'm just kidding but she I mean Kareen no sorry like, people call me Cindy a lot actually more than they call me Cindy when they meet me doesn't but, like, your grandma call you Cindy or does oh she just no she just butchers my name every time she spells it how does she spell it? Was it EY at the every, end? Different every time. Oh. HB Vibes. But she also calls my nephew Lance, and his name is Blake, so. Any yeah. reason? She goes, I know it's some white name. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Thank you, Gigi. Um, That's you with, like, four letter white boy names. You just, like, can't get it together. No, like, sorry. I, I can't. The thing is, like, Sarah knows if I see a name or a face, like, I know it. But there's just something about that genre of white boy where it's, like, like, they all have the same name. Like, I look at your face and my mind goes blank. But, like, <laughs> consciously, I know you. I've known you for a very long time. I know who you are at the core. But if I looked at your face and had to say your name, I wouldn't be able to do it. What falls in that category? It's, like, Aaron. Um, Zach. Aaron is a bad one for me. I can't. Because also, it's, like, is it A-A-R-O-N, A-A-R-O-N, or E-R-I-N? E-R-I-N is a girl. A-A-A-R-O-N is a boy. A-A-R-O-N. Yeah, I don't know. Names are weird. That's one thing that I know I'm going to be so stressed out about is picking my kids' names. It's like a trend now where, like, people just won't name their kids for, like, a year. Like, Kylie Jenner. Oh, yeah, just to see their personality. And then just, I feel like that's weird, though. Well, like, I don't what know. What personality does a newborn have? It can't exactly. speak or move. <laughs> I'm just going to, yeah, I'm very annoyed. I get annoyed at that. Also, waiting until the last second to choose a name. Also, your just, kids are probably going to be so confused. Because, yeah. like, they had, a, they had one name that everyone called it. And they're like, actually, never mind. Let's try out 50. <laughs> like what is the kid answer? The names the kid's name is Air. Like what if you're like I need some air? The gonna, kid's like what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One thing that people in TV shows always do that I think is so chuggy is they wait until the baby pops out, hold it in their arms, start crying, and be like, "Oh, it's an Annabelle." How can you tell? It literally looks like a period blood clot. Like I don't know how you can look at this shriveled infant. Sorry, I'm not a big kids person, so that's where this whole rhetoric is coming from. But how can you look at like this shriveled, wrinkly face and be like, "Oh, it's Isabella." I had a specific list of baby names in high school, and then I started working as a Disney princess for kids. If you are new, by the way, and didn't know that about me, I was like a Disney princess all of high school for like kids' birthday parties. And after that experience, which was very rewarding, it wasn't all bad, but after that experience of just having to deal with screaming, crying, boogery, very like externally liquid defying kids, I had just threw the list away because I was like, I'm going to put a pin in this whole having kids thing in the future. <laughs> they're, I mean, they're monsters sometimes. There's that like group of girls at your middle school where it's like, if you don't like dogs, they think that you're like the worst human being ever. And they'll tell you that repeatedly. Like, I didn't like dogs. I still don't like dogs. Just don't like them. That's a fact of life. And they'll be like, I can't trust you then. Okay, like, then don't trust me. It's a dog. <laughs> but they're the same girls that hate kids. So I'm kind of like, do you not like human beings? Like, because they're, hu- they're humans. They're just small. Like, what age do you start liking them at? I would say for me, maybe like 12. <laughs> so long. Or 13. <laughs> I'm actually yeah. praying for your kids. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like when I have my own, it's going to be different. But I don't know. I mean, just the hard part about having kids for me is going to be the birthday parties it's like where I have to deal with more than one or two or three at once I mean there's a reason I'm not a teacher it's but I know you know I'm gonna want to give my kid I don't know a good life or something so I have to throw them birthday parties and oh my god all the kids no I'm actually hyperventilating because having all those kids over at my house 
That's literally like 25 kids, and I would probably want to invite their whole class so no one feels left out. Oh my god. Just do a <gasps> California birthday party. What's that mean? It means all the parents just drink. They hire a babysitter to watch all the kids, and then just do whatever they want all day. Well, so this one woman on Beverly Hills Housewives threw her, like, six-year-old a birthday party, and it was, like, the most anti-six-year-old thing ever. It was a tea party. For a six-year-old. But it wasn't a cute tea party with princesses. It was like a tea party for adults. And the kids just kind of hung out there bored. So I think that's, <laughs> you know, but that's, I don't know if that's the best parenting. You know what I mean? So I'm just going to try to, like, do my best. It's like, do you remember in here with own birthday parties? Of mine? Yes. Because when I lived in Belgium, everything was very vivid because it was so new. So I remember a lot of my childhood, actually. Um, at, like, before the age of six, no. I remember my birthday parties because they were all very elaborate. Like, yeah. I had a survivor theme birthday party. So did I! That I was late to. So Why were my, you late? I was getting my hair done. I made everyone wear camo and eat weird things. It was just a celebration of Sydney, and I loved that. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure my boyfriend had a survivor theme birthday party, too. Sometimes I forget that men listen to our podcast. I know. I Sometimes I think we're just talking to women, and then I remember I kind of have to be nice. Because, like, I don't know if I told you this. I was at my law prom, mm. and this guy who went to NYU, who I didn't know at NYU, but know at law school brought his NYU Stern friends to prom like multiple of them and I was like oh like nice to meet you he's like oh like fellow Violet Bobcat whatever we are and I was like oh like hi whatever and then one of the guys was like you have a podcast with that blonde girl I was like in my head I was like do I have a podcast he's like yeah I do then in my head I was like how would you know that and he's like oh I listened to it but I was like well you're, you're a man yeah that 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 does happen that scares me sometimes because not not like the fact that men listen scare me, but certain types of men, so I will say that that category is misogynist, sexist, etc. So, like, obviously, if you're a man, that doesn't automatically mean you fit in that category. But I have a lot of experience as someone who's very, very feminine on TikTok and on her podcast. I get a lot of hate from this certain category of men. For example, on my TikTok, which is at Sarah Hodgson, by the way, if you want to shoot me a follow, I posted about, like, dating tips, and I started the, like, the hook was a lot of men in New York City suck because it's true. Like, every single woman I know has been harassed or assaulted by, like, a man in New York, right? So it's obviously very, it's a touchy subject for sure, but it was a hook. I was, you know, just being, like, a content creator, kind of, like, hyperbole situation. I was trying to catch everybody's attention by the opening line, right? So let me just read you some of the comments I got. Uh, Who is paying? Question mark, which I didn't even talk about, like splitting the bill or anything like that. Once in a video, almost zero guys are catfishes. Girls are in it for the money. No point. Would you say the girls in New York City suck too? Or are they all incredible and just the guys suck? Lies, men are the best. Sounds like a sponsored ad, babe, which it was, but I get to eat for free. Eh. Uh... It's funny because my friends and I all agree that most girls are stuck up in garbage human beings. Ha ha. And that's just a taste. I got so many comments with, by the way, you know, it got out of reach the wrong side of TikTok. And I, that's why it makes me nervous sometimes when I see, because obviously like, because I'm so feminine, a majority of my audience is women. So when a lot of men give me attention on my posts, it's usually negative. I know that we do have male listeners. Yeah. We don't necessarily have, like, the numbers. I love like, our men listeners, by the way. We hear from them, too. Yeah, we They're get awesome. DMs from them. And mm-hmm. I like that they listen to new perspectives. Like, I respect that. But, no, it's weird, because I never get guys like that on my TikTok. Except for, oh, my God. I posted a video about Equinox, like, at the gym. It wasn't even about, like, working out. It was if I liked the gym. And I was talking about how, like, I love the bathrooms. They were like, oh, my God. You literally come to our space and you take up space and you just go for the bathroom. Yeah, I do. Because I want the lotion. Like, it's Kiehl's products. <laughs> and they're like, this makes me so angry. 
why? It's not affecting you. It's not, I'm, it's literally a gym review that I like using Equinox because I like the bathrooms. And they're like, oh, well, my gym costs $10 and I get all the good machines. Okay. Yeah, like you're taking up arm day. We can both exist in the same space. Like, just don't comment. I don't know. I it's hate, crazy to me. I hate people like that. And also, one person on that same video was like, how dare you say all men suck? This narrative, whatever, is reverse sexist. And so to that, I responded, first of all, I would never say all men suck in a serious capacity. And also, I didn't say it in the video even at all. I said a lot of men in New York City suck, which in my personal experience happens to be true in the dating scene. To me, I feel like saying in the concept of the fact that harassment from men to women is so much greater than harassment from women to men. I'm not saying it never happens, but I am saying in that very serious capacity, yes, men, like a lot of men in New York City suck. How many misogynists I got on my video trying to say like, oh, men suck, da, 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 when in reality, it's like, no, that's literally just a stat. It's a statistic. It's very, very frustrating. When guys say that, I just reply with the one thing they can't answer to. When you want to date with a woman, do you have to look them up, stalk them first, give your friends their locations, have an exit plan, have an exit code word, because you're actually scared that something might happen to you? No? Then shh. shh exactly. Shh. And that's serious. I mean, going even further than the, you know, half-jokingly phrase, all men suck, or a lot of men suck, when you go further than that and really look at the subtext behind just like a saying like that, it, it gets pretty serious and very scary. It's scary being a woman in New York. And I'm not scared of women. I'm just going to put it like that. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, I'm in crim law right now. Here's a reason why 99.9% of the cases I read, it's female victims, mm-hmm. male defendants. And even like when they're talking about like general rules, and you, it's interesting to notice this, like they will say victim is always she perpetrator is always him like even if they're talking about general rules i'm like specific people and it's like that for a reason yeah exactly i mean this is a society that we are doing our best to live in and then we have a complaint about it and a lot a a very big a very big portion of misogynists have always something to say about it and it's always just too far too much you know it's very frustrating and that's what i try to explain when i'm like when i make a joke like this I'm not being quote-unquote reverse sexist, which I don't even think is a thing. I'm literally just reflecting statistics that are real and very, very scary for women. I think people confuse hyperbole and absolutes. Like, when people are like, oh, like, just what's saying that men are like, all women are crazy. Or women are like, all men suck. It's like, they don't actually literally mean, it's not an absolute, they don't mean literally every single human being that identifies as a woman. It's hyperbole to get a point, mm-hmm. you know? Exactly. Apart from that, kind of switching gears, I am... Actually, kind of not, because this reminded me of it. I'm seeing Phantom of the Opera for the last time ever on Broadway tonight, because it closes next week, and I'm so sad, because I love it. I think I've actually been to see the musical on Broadway 14 million times. My mom and I love it, and I'm going tonight with my boyfriend, who's never seen it before, and I really hope that's not a mistake, because... It's not really up his alley, but I I just, I don't know. I'm going to be crying the whole time and I'm afraid to embarrass myself, but I'm so excited to see it and it's the last time I ever get to see it. So I'm definitely going to get emotional. I really want to see Moulin Rouge again just so I can see Jojo because the 12 year old in me needs to see that. Fun fact, um, on my iPod touch, the only song on it was leave in quotes, get out by Jojo. But I kind of ate with that because I couldn't figure out my iTunes password for the longest time, my pink iPod Touch. So that was the only song on it. And 
when they got into their like legal dispute and they deleted all of her music off of the internet, like literally could not find anywhere but YouTube. I still had the song because it was on my iPod Touch. So I found it in like 2017 and put it on my computer. So I'm like one of the only people in the world, that's actually not true, I just think it is, <laughs> that has the original version of the song and I ate with that. Da-da-da. Watch them come for me now. Also, I opened a dialogue with a TikTok that a does <laughs> that does TikTok with a Broadway and they reached out to me the other day and they were like, we have two free tickets to Funny Girl if you can like promote the musical. Um, but they were like, unfortunately, we only have them for 8 p.m. tonight. This is the last week. Yeah. But I said, if you have them in the future, like for the future, let me know. Yeah. Because Period. that's, we've been, Sydney and I had been wanting to see Leah Michelle as Fanny Bryce for as long as, since it, you know, was announced. Because, like, personal opinions aside of the person, Agreed. she's going to eat it. Because yeah. I loved all of the funny... Like, um, We're big Lee fans, too. So we are really I. big Lee fans. Which I feel like is embarrassing to say in 2023, but I'm going to say it anyway. Yeah. Um, despite all the trauma on that set. Um, yes, which we hate. I do have to see this live, especially with Leah and Michelle. Because, like, one, how I figured out what um, Funny Girl was. And then, two, I can't not hear my her sing my man. Because she sang it on... Glee when um what's his name passed away? Finn. Like what's the, what's oh. the actor's name? Colt. It starts with a C. Cory Monteith. Yes. Monteith? Cory. <laughs> um passed away. She sang that song and I literally sobbed every time I hear it. And the funny thing is my dad works in music and he's very much like loves R and B, hip hop is what he works in. But if you ask him, like, what's the best concert he's ever been to, and watch him listen to this episode, like, randomly, and be like, that's not true. But I swear it's true. He told me the best concert he's been to was Barbra Streisand. And so now I have to see it, because I love Barbra Streisand. I love Funny Girl. I just want to see it. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller. I traded in my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Hmm. 
How's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Oh, nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. Of course. The choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. I love Broadway. I think that the industry can use a lot of work internally, but I love going to see productions and I love like hearing about everything that goes into a production. And it's really, really cool when someone who I associate like, not in the Broadway field, like JoJo or Leah Michelle, kind of come in and take over. I really like it. Um, qualms about Leah Michelle, but you know, take, you know, putting aside all of that, it's really, really cool seeing people who I've seen like in TV shows and pop culture come in and like, you know, give their take on a role i'm so excited to see phantom city i don't know what i'm gonna do this is the last time ever i'm gonna cry i wonder if they're gonna go on a national tour again after it closes or revive it or something i think it's a little bit weird that once they get a black whatever the character's name is something wants to start closing things Mm -hmm. like they said it was because of ticket sales but like hello Every time I've gone to a Phantom performance, even like right, I went to a show right before they announced its closing, and it was a full house, and it was like a Tuesday. I don't get it. I really, really don't. I don't, I don't get it. Um, my mom loved it so much. We rushed that morning. We literally woke up at the butt crack of dawn to sit in a line in the rain to rush Phantom tickets, and then we got there. We didn't realize how shit the tickets were. We were like all the way in the back. So the first thing we sat down, looked at each other, got up, went to the box office, got seats under the chandelier, paid like four hundred more dollars than we would up for the rush seats, and then we just went to go sit down. Yeah. I, I tell this story mom. all the time. Um, if you ever ask what my talent is, it's literally just this because it's happening twice now. Mm. In Washington Square Park, they will have people. At least they did. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh, at least they did before <laughs> COVID. Is they'd have people that would stand outside with like M and M's or like other small candies of round shape <laughs> in like a jar or other vessels that carry candy. Okay, Ross from Friends. Why are you <laughs> describing it like no. that? It's the end of the week. It's not even the end of the week. It's actually no, Wednesday. I have three classes day. tomorrow and I actually want to cry. Anyway, um, <laughs> vessels of candy. And you have to guess how many are in the jar, like you would in kindergarten, I feel like. And then if you won, you got to choose a prize. I won one of these twice. One of them, I was like three off. And the other one was exact. And you know what? That's how I know I'm just vibes. Because I looked at that thing and I was like, there's 400 M&Ms in there. Or like 397, and she's like, girl, you ate, that's exactly what's in there. So I went to go see Chicago and Carousel for free. Carousel, I actually couldn't stand. I thought it was awful. Carousel's the worst show of all time. We had really good seats, and like, I love theater. I love, because I danced growing up. I love it. I love musicals, like, blah, blah, blah. But, Which is so off-brand for you, I feel like, and one of my favorite things. I'm an right? enigma. It's yeah. called the duality of woman. Ooh. I could be... You're multi-layered. I'm You're multi-layered. Like an I'm multifaceted. I actually really do like musicals, though. Like, it's like my guilty pleasure. One of the many, including George Michael. Anyway, um, mm-hmm. what were we talking about? Candy. Carousel. Okay. So we got actually really good seats at Carousel. I think because actually no one was there. <laughs> and not no jokes if you're in Carousel, you probably were great. But I sat there and watched the entire play. I, musical, whatever. I could not tell you what that was about. Also, I love, I really like colorblind casting for like the general purpose of it. However, when we're talking about a story and there's no explanation going on, 
and I see a black guy and a white girl with red hair and they're like, brother, I've missed you. Uh, we could have mentioned in this entire play that y'all are brother and sister because I thought y'all were together this whole time. Or like the great common of whatever, 1812. Yeah. Colorblind casting, which was cute, except for we were in the 1800s Russia. And at first I was like, oh, it's giving racial dynamics. It's giving power dynamics. And she's like, my brother and my husband. And I'm like, okay, well, we could have said that because I didn't know that y'all two weren't related or that you were related. It was confusing me a little bit. But like Hamilton's fine. I was about like, to say, there was a lot of controversy about casting in Hamilton yeah. in that same sense. Because like, I was going to Hamilton, like, cool. Don't know what he looks like anyway. But um, that was hard. And then Chicago, I actually love Chicago. It's one of my favorite musicals because it, it's my favorite. And... Um, we were actually sitting next to the spotlight. Like, it hit me in the head multiple times. Like, the ones in the very, 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 very... Like, the, it's the nosebleed of the nosebleed. Oh. Like, my head was against the back of the theater. And the the big spotlight kept swinging. And I was like, if thing hits me in the head, I get a concussion. I'm suing them. But it was funny because... Actually, not funny at all. Cuba Gooding Jr. It was his, like, one of his debut shows. Then he got arrested, like, the next day. So I was like, oh, oops. All right, so we it, we are literally halfway through the episode and did not talk about the topic, so we're going to get into it. Today, we are chatting about how to stop caring what other people who don't matter think and making confident and mindful decisions. And by that, I mean because in the real world, you do sometimes have to care like what your boss thinks about you or what, you know your closest friend think, friends think about you, stuff like that. So that's why I kind of prefaced it with people who don't matter. Um, so like random people on social media, stuff like that. And then making confident and mindful decisions because that is a part of maturing. You have to like really keep in mind how these decisions that you make, regardless of whether or not you care what certain people think, affect your life in the long term. So you have to be like mature about the decisions you make, but confident in them. Um, yeah. TLDR intentionality i learned what tldr mean means and now i say that i say that in every conversation what does that mean too long didn't read what does that mean like let's say you're like it's like spark notes like okay now i gotta explain it damn it (laughs) it's like in an email like you can type out like an entire email of like details of things to do and then at the end in like bold be like tldr semicolon events at eight arrive at seven like the, the synopsis of things, TLDR. Oh. Or like if you read an article sometimes, I'll say at the top like TLDR, Trump got arrested. And then under it, say like all the details. So now like after I talk for a long time or like someone explains something, I'll be like, oh, TLDR, spark notes, to show that I listened. I love that, yeah. So when we introduce the topic, I'll like do the little spiel and do all the like, uh, what is it, disclaimers and stuff, and then you wrap it up. That's the nice little bow. Remember how I always tell you that you wrap it up in a nice little bow? That's your TLDR. Thank you. You're welcome. It's how I show people that I listen to what they're saying. I should repeat it back to them. I love that. That's a very good listening skill. That's a soft skill. Thank you. Good one. It's crazy though, because like I'll be listening to someone, and in my head, if you like put a microscope in, like a microscope in there or telescope. That's so rare. It's a la la la. It's cartwheel, cartwheel. What should I have for dinner? It's like all these like words floating around. Whoa, you have this stuff to do. Cool. I talked about this a lot in season two, but in the deer in and season I, in season in two season two in the, <laughs> stop in season two in season two. Sometimes Cindy makes me laugh in the middle of a sentence, and it comes out really weird because I didn't expect to laugh. So it'll just be like if you run it back, if you like if you run it, it back, sorry, back like ten seconds. I was in the middle of a sentence. And you made me laugh, so I went. Oh. <laughs> what? 
No, Sarah's laugh actually kills me. Like if I could create like a like a text tone of like a recording, it'd be Sarah's like wheezing bronchitis laugh. Also, this is such a, another side note before we start the topic. I feel like I meet our listeners in the most insane situations. Did you meet another listener? I'm like getting recap of the last two weeks. Okay. First. Oh, this was bizarre. Oh, that's my thing of the week. Bizarre. bizarre. I keep saying that. I don't know where I got it from, but like I've had like four or five people be like, where did you get that from? And it started this week. I like, feel like maybe you just invented it. I probably did. Yeah. Some will say something, but it just started. And I'm like, oh, that's bizarre. Or bizarre. Anyway, um, this was a bizarre situation. I was in Starbucks, you know, as I never do because I like my deli coffee so much better. And I got a mocha. Girl, like an iced mocha. Girl, girl, girl. Oh, no, I didn't. I got a vanilla sweet cream cold brew. This seems Good very thing. important to the story. Yeah, it really is. No, it's the essential part of the story. <laughs> I am waiting patiently, like a patient little person <laughs> in the corner for my freaking grande cold brew. Mind you, cold brew comes out of a tap. You just pour it in there and give them the cup. I waited there for, I think, 30 minutes. No, I'm not joking. Like, I'm almost late to class. And I was supposed to be early. I waited 30 minutes. And it... And I, like, even went to ask them. I was like, hi, like, my name is Sydney. Um, just checking to my drinks. They're like, oh, yeah, almost ready. Girl, 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 girl. I go up after, I think, like, actually 34 minutes. And I was like, I'm not trying to be, like, I know you're busy, but, like, I ordered 34 minutes ago. And I ordered it online, so it should have been ready when I got here. But I just literally just got a cold brew with, like, a dash of cream. Do you know what happened to it? She's like, oh, we're out of cold brew. Uh-uh. And then she, Her. no, my face, my face. I was like, be, be fucking for real. And then she was like, do you want something else? And I, part of me wanted to ask her, but like, what were you guys going to do? Like, <laughs> if I didn't say anything, were you going to let me stand here for an hour? She's like, oh, yeah, we've been out cold all day. Uh, why didn't you tell me that? Why did they let you order it? No, but like, it's fine if I let me order, but like, I asked multiple times. They're like, oh, well, it's, it's like getting made. And like, it's, I would have ordered something else so quickly. Like I would have ordered iced coffee, iced whatever else they have. But she's like, oh, yeah, girl, we've been out of cold brew all day. Okay, we just let me stand here. So I was about to get mad. And this guy tapped me, and I was like, hello? And he was like, are you Sydney? Of course, I was like, are you from the IRS? I was like, yes. Are you from and then the IRS? He was like, I listen to your podcast. And I was like, oh, thank you. And the lady's watching you do this. And I'm like, we're talking. I'm like, oh, that's so sweet. Hug, took a picture, whatever. Then turned around, and I was like, are you telling me? And then she's like, oh, girl, your attitude. I was like, are you telling me that I've been sitting here for 35 minutes, and you didn't tell me that you guys literally don't have the coffee that I ordered? And I know that the guy is like, oh, she had a personality change. And she was like, oh, she had a personality change. Yes, because there's no way I waited for 35 minutes. Anyway. I don't know why you keep going back to Starbucks because you all have been beefing for what? Ever since the Christmas cup incident? Fiasco of 2019. Yes, 2019. Sarah and I went to go get coffee. If you're an OG listener, you know this. We went to go get coffee at freaking Starbucks during the freaking holiday campaign where they give you the little red cups. And we have a lot of red cups. For free, yeah. They give them for free. And Sarah got whatever Sarah got. And I got a peppermint mocha, which is a holiday drink. And I watched the man give Sarah a red cup. Oh, I love you. Here's your red cup. Blech. And I <laughs> see the stack of red cups behind it. Like, they're in my eyesight. They're directly in front of my face. I order a peppermint mocha. And I was like, oh, can I have a holiday cup? He's like, we're out. Uh, they're literally sitting right there. He's like, no, we're out for the day. Excuse me? No, that was the first form of gaslighting. Like, that's actually crazy. So, yeah, Starbucks time. Long term beef. And then I was buying my birth control. 
like literally the latest handing my birth control come across the counter at CVS. And this girl stopped me and she's like, oh, do you have a podcast? And I was like, yes. She's like, oh my God, like I love you and Sarah. Like I'm so proud of your growth. I was like, oh, thank you. I actually haven't grown at all. But <laughs> the, the birth control is like standing in my, sitting in my hand and we're just talking. And the cashier is like, girl, can you leave? <laughs> so, and then the thing at NYU or at law school prom, and I was just like, I look how we meet in very mysterious ways. Yes. And that um, Zara employee who we see every time we go to the Soho location, um, always like stops us and is like, oh my god. And now we know her at this point, but the first time we ever saw her was so funny. Oh my god. Speaking of which, this one time, <laughs> this one time, this is like when we first started our podcast too, but I think this is when we first started getting recognized for it. <clears throat> I said to Sydney, I was going to meet her at Zara, but Sydney got there way early and so did I, but she got there earlier than me and I don't think she thought I was going to be there yet. So I came in the door and I snuck up behind Sydney and I go, oh my God, Sydney Winter? Right. And I changed my voice kind of and she turned around with this face on. Like, I don't even know how to describe it. She was so proud. And then she realized it was me and she got really sad. You never know when you'll see Chris Evans. <laughs> it didn't sound like him. But hey, hey, he could have changed his every voice day. Either. Brings a new adventure. <laughs> could have been Chris Evans' girlfriend. You never know. We don't speak of her and everyone. Um, oh yeah, back to the topic. Sorry. <laughs> uh, after Sydney's little TLDR, um, let's get started. So I started social media around the same time Sydney did. We both started like pandemic era situation. I started when everyone was back in their hometowns and Sydney started very shortly after we came back to New York to go back to school. And I would say we both learned around very similar times that the internet is a very, 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 very mean place. Like, I mean, screen protection is a huge thing. People feel so safe behind their little keyboard and they love to comment about like my looks, especially men. They love to comment about my looks, like my body count. When I make jokes like, oh, I dated half the men in New York City. They love to be like, oh, you're like a S word or a W word. And <laughs> sorry, no, no, no. And a lot of people feel entitled to like give their opinion when reality scrolling or unfollowing is like a thing. And I feel like, I got myself in like a social media situation where like, you know, there was some drama with me and this other creator and it, that was like a huge wake up call to me. And I remember I didn't leave my room for days and I felt very unmotivated to make content because I knew that I was going to get a lot of hate regardless of what I posted. And I think what brought me out of that mindset was that these are people, and this is what I tell myself, whether or not it's true, these most likely are men who like live in their parents' basement haven't shaved in like 40 million days, eat Cheetos for breakfast, <clears throat> and play video games all day. Like the men, or I would say the misogynists and sexists that comment on my TikTok about just like the weirdest, most absurd things are people who have no impact on my life whatsoever. And I have to remember, I have this amazing support system, not only of friends, but of family, mentors. I had an amazing school at the time, and now I have an amazing job. And I just have to keep in mind the stuff that matters. And I think that really focusing on doing things that I love with the people whose opinions actually fuel me and get me to where I need to go and who actually are positive forces on my life, those are the only ones that matter, genuinely, really. And I mean, prospective careers, bosses, those opinions are the ones that actually have an impact on your life. But the person, like the housewife who lives in like Michigan that has nothing to do with you and preaches... <clears throat> happiness and love in her TikTok bio, yet is commenting how, you know, you look ugly on your TikTok post. Like, those are not people who should matter to you. And I think that mindset is really what brought me out when I originally learned that TikTok 
the big in a bigger sense, the internet was a very bad place. Girl, the One Direction era of Tumblr. <laughs> and that was, so you're no. starting way younger than TikTok. Yes, and Twitter. No, like, if you all think that social media is bad now, and you guys were not there for the One Direction fan account wars on Twitter of, like, 2014, you ain't never seen hate before. Girls be going for the jugular. For what? Because I like Harry, too. Girl, none of us getting Harry. We're also <laughs> all 13. That's what I knew. I don't really get hate on TikTok, because I don't think I really post anything that, like could get hate necessarily slash i'm like i think my personality is kind of like a dry mop like it's just kind of there um don't be mean to yourself <laughs> oh no i like it like that okay like okay i'm like a spicy mop whatever like okay oh you know those mops where you, it like comes with like the handle that you can like squeeze the water out yes oh and then it comes in the bucket that swooshes yeah. it around yeah that's, that's the kind of mop I you're am. a wonder mop like the purple swiffer again i don't know how i get on these tangents um Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Ooh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller. I traded in my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. Of course. The choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. But I also just realized, like, I don't know who this person is. To me, that they're a fake, like, TikTok yeah, bot. Um, handle with a random picture. But it's like, you have no bearing on my life whatsoever. Why would I let someone get me upset who has actually no purpose or tie to my life whatsoever? Like, even when it comes to, like, things that happen in person, like, unless you play a very special role in my life, I actually do not care what you think or say. It's <laughs> like, 
I could let comments get me upset all I want, but like, no, like genuinely, if you really, really think about it, why care? Like even like when Sarah used to do like lives, and every someone said look like Candace Owens, and I was like, you know what? That's very offensive. <laughs> um, that's probably the only thing close to hate I've ever gotten on like TikTok stuff. But I also like I don't care. Like, what does that have anything to do with my life? Or someone's like, I don't like your ears. I don't like your hair. I don't like your whatever. Okay, that's good for you. Keep it moving. But it's like, in terms of like intentionality or like being mindful of things, it's like you only have so much energy to give or mind space to give. Why? give something that's so insignificant like i rather spend my energy on work on hanging out with my friends on whatever else i do <laughs> but like why would i spend something that i don't i have so little of on something so insignificant or inconsequential like i can be upset about this hate comment all i want it's not gonna make the comment go away or forget the fact that it happened i see it i laugh because like i feel bad that you spent the time and energy to comment that like you want to be me so bad. You're obsessed. Like, why are you commenting all that, you know? These people deserve your pity. So, it's like, it's, I, they don't deserve headspace whatsoever. Like, at that point, I'm like, okay, comment, cool. Move on, you know? It's not yeah. something to put energy or feelings towards because it's not going to change the fact that it happened. It is what it is, you know? Yeah. I mean, if you bully people online, I just feel so bad for you. Like, I really hope that you get the help you need because I could, I mean, sitting there and typing all of that out, pressing send, that is actually so embarrassing and I feel really bad for you. Uh, that is fangirl behavior. And I will also like to address that it's so funny the hate and the opinions that women get online versus the opinion that men get on, or versus the criticism that men get online. And especially, I'll speak particularly to the podcast sector because women on podcasts and not just crying in public literally every single women podcast I follow with female hosts get the same thing over and over and over again and you actually don't know how infuriating it is your voices are annoying valley girl voice your voice is so loud I hate your voice you have vocal fry oh my god it's constant and then literally men do not get that hate whatsoever men get hate for literally being misogynistic pieces of crap women get hate because men seem to not like their hair that day or because they don't like their voices or they think they're annoying or they don't like their makeup or they think their lashes are too big or they're missing a nail you know what i mean do you see how like insignificant these opinions are sometimes it makes me laugh because like i'll see a comment and i'll be like i don't like your skirt and then i'll like click on profile so i get a 55 year old man i'm like thank thank you you don't have to wear it exactly (laughs) like ooh. exactly it's like, why did you feel the need? Like, you really typed that out, looked at it, thought about it, let it jiggle around in there, and then you press send. That's so no, they really were like, oh, I have to comment on her skirt. Yeah. But it's she like... She needs to know it's ugly. Even when I see, like, crazy things on TikTok that are, like, very much giving side eye, I don't comment. I read the comments. I think they're funny. But I'm never going to sit there and type something out. Like, yeah. that's so much effort to put into someone else that I've never met. We'll never meet. We'll never meet anything to me. Like, you just, ooh. And okay, this is also something that I've been trying to work on in another sector of life in terms of, like being mindful and being intentional is that I am a very highly reactive person emotionally when it comes to relationships. Is it because I'm, no, I'm dead because part of me is like, it's because I'm a cancer. No, it's because I have anxiety, (laughs) but I will say it's because I am a cancer sign. Um, (laughs) is that like, I have this innate need and it's something I've, this has happened to me since I was like 16 and it's something I struggle with in relationships and I guess friendships too. Is that like when I have an opinion or when I feel some type of way, I'm going to say something. Like, there are those people in the world that could be like, okay, okay, cool. Or like, not going to read that. Or like, that's too long, not going to read that. I respect those girls so much. Because me? 
oh, I'm going to say something. Like, if a guy disrespects me, I'm going to let him know. If I don't like something that, like something that he did or what he treated me, I'm going to say something. But like, I see these girls on TikTok, they're like, a guy will disrespect them or send like a text message and they'll be like, oh, like, I'm not responding. I don't care. Girl, the level of inner peace you have, I aspire. So like my rule now is 24 hour rule is that like, if something happens or I get in like an argument with someone or something like that, I will go crazy in my notes app, put it away 24 hours on myself, like kind of decompress, step back, be more mindful of the situation and like look at it like a bigger picture instead of like one isolated event and then come back and respond. And I promise you, you'll respond more peacefully every single time, one. And two, it makes them shake in their boots a little bit because they know me and they know I'm gonna go crazy. So when I don't go crazy, it has a better effect because they don't expect it. Also, your silence makes them go crazy. Yeah. You know, they're wondering why isn't you responding? Oh my God. And that's a great, really tangible piece of advice to give because, you know, sitting there with like a piece of advice, like, oh, you know, just be more mindful about your texts. Um, that can kind of be lost in the sauce, but having an actionable lost thing where you sauce. can like type something out in your notes app, wait 24 hours and then go back to it. That's like a more achievable goal. Cause like you still get the feeling of like being cathartic and like saying what you need to say. But at the end of the day, I think people forget this. I forget this a lot. So it's really me preaching to the choir. It's that like, obviously I want to get off my chest, like what's important to me. And to me, like talking about, Oh, like you're missing out on something. I'm valuable, blah, blah, blah. In my head, that might be like what's necessary for me to get off my chest. That's how I feel. But like when I think about the situation at hand, does that matter? No, I can't convince someone of my worth or of my value or to treat me a certain way. If I have to beg you to respect me, then why am I wasting my words? You know? So I think it goes back to the idea of like, be mindful of what you expend your energy on because trust me, things will drain you. And like, why am I letting a man who doesn't wash his sheets and has Navy sheets and literally his mom does his laundry well, I'm letting him take out all this energy, emotion, and time from my space, you know? So I think that, like, having that 24-hour rule or even 12-hour rule or even, like, sleep on it rule where you just kind of step back and let yourself process things and feel things before you respond, you'll become so much more clear-headed and you also realize that, like, what's the point of doing this in the first place, you know? It gives you a lot of that clarity. <laughs> and it's the element of surprise that keeps them on their toes. I mean, because when you're in a relationship or even when you're talking to men or in the talking stage and you get disrespected, it's really hard to sit there and take it. Because when you don't respond, it seems like you're just swallowing it. It, it does, You know what I mean? Um, and I will say same with like bosses and stuff, you know, because this episode isn't really just about men. It's, I know we've talked a lot about misogyny and everything, but it's also about everybody in your life. Like, I mean, everybody has that situation where, you know, your boss tells you off or your boss says something or even like a coworker or something. And like you have to sit there and you feel like you want to say something back, but you literally cannot in a professional capacity because these people are above you. And I know that's something that not just with bosses, but with professors, too, I've had to kind of sit there and remind myself, you know, this is an authority figure. I actually have to hold my tongue. Um, And I would say to that point, there's a difference between standing up for yourself and just cathartically unleashing on somebody else and I think that that comes into play a lot with authority figures parents adults to teachers professors and bosses um because you need to be mindful of the fact that like this is where I get my benefits my insurance is here my pay is here this is how I afford my apartment whatever um you do have to keep all of that in mind but at the same time if something is wrong or if you know that you are in the right you do have to stand up for yourself and just finding that balance is really important I know for me what I do is I type something out 
and I look back at it and I <laughs> bless you <laughs> no it's okay I type something out and then I look back at it and I think how would I feel if I was in their position receiving this from my subordinate like how would I feel is this respectful uh do I feel like it's constructive criticism or is it actually just rude and like would I I mean are they just complaining and sometimes it's really just not worth your energy you know you can say as much as you want to say but if they're not going to receive it in the right headspace then there's no point exactly huge thing it depends on the kind of person they are the kind of professor boss teacher adult parent you know um because I know a lot of people like grow up and they really need some space from their parents or their authority figures in life because of like the argumentative style or like this whole you know how they handle conflict and I think that comes into play there too because you need to keep your inner peace as well or like if you're black don't even try your parents are not gonna hear you <laughs> no I hear the way some like my friends who aren't black talk to their parents and it's crazy because like no mister if I Ooh. ever you know I said what to my parents like the jaws that would drop mm-hmm. so it's so really crazy to see that like the way that different dynamics work in a situation. Because, like, I'll even, like, with, like, past romantic partners, like, all of my partners have received things in very different ways. Except for the ones that are all narcissists. That was pretty consistent. But I think it's also knowing the person, you're, knowing your audience, who you're talking to. Because communication styles, like, I might communicate in one way where, like, I like to talk things out when they happen because that's when I'm feeling everything. Some people like to step back and think things through or just need space in general or don't want to talk things out at all. So I think it's important to like think about who your audience is. So I think a lot of times what some people construe as disrespect or as argumentative comes down to a difference in communication style. And I feel like if you understand the communication style of who you're speaking to, you can facilitate a conversation that's much more healthy, mindful, impactful than if you continue just butt heads. Because like, even like when I see my friends fight with their partners or with like another friends, like I'll know that one friend doesn't like texting or doesn't like putting things out there that's in writing, or doesn't do the whole long paragraph thing. But I have other friends, usually water signs, who will like pour out, pour out, pour out, like all sorts of like a huge paragraph or like letters, stuff, things like that. And like that might be helpful for you to get it out on paper or to get all those feelings out. But someone who just receives like an entire block of text is not gonna receive that well if that's not their communication style. So I feel like part of being intuitive or mindful of how you communicate with people or what you allow to give you attention or to get your attention is being mindful of how like you are communicating with other people and how it's going to be received because you can pour out all you want but if they're not going to receive it in an impactful way or like in the right way you're just wasting your breath i'm going to give a very small example because i'm totally guilty of this um my ex and i we had very different communicative style just to put it very lightly when he was upset at me he would send me those blocks of text or you know letters and stuff and I didn't really receive that well and I often considered that behavior or that form of communication to be very aggressive and passive aggressive and also just very naggy like it felt like he was being my father in a lot of senses and I felt like I was being controlled in that regard um and also we were long distance too so I know that talking like one-on-one wasn't necessarily an option all the time but then there's calling FaceTime you know like there are ways but then meanwhile my what I would do when I would get mad is I would just like go radio silent and that was not the best for him either because that made him think that I didn't love him anymore that I wanted to break up when you know I did at the end there but before that I obviously did not want to so yeah definitely know who you're talking to and not only put yourselves in their shoes and be like okay how would I receive this just like that's, a, that's good for just being basic human decency. If I was in their shoes, how would I like to receive this? And then also make sure you remember who you're talking to, not only whether or not they're an authoritative figure, but 
keeping in mind their communication style, like Cindy just said. So part of it is thinking, like, what do I want to get out of this? If I just want to yell, Gridlin, go ahead. Type a paragraph out. <laughs> but, like, if your objective is, like, getting to a place of common understanding or being in a place where you can, like, work out an issue, you have to realize that your way is not the highway in all situations, you know? I feel like that was a tough lesson for me to learn because I really don't get the girlies who can just, like, like you said, like, just go radio silent or just, like, not answer. Oh, no, I'm going to answer. I have an answer for everything. But, like, my ex would just, like, pull back fully, not say a word, not speak. And then sometimes he would do a paragraph. So I was like, I don't know what you want from me. Yeah. But I think just learning how that person communicates or, like, how they're able to receive information, which is all you can really do is learn that through trial and error. But, like, once you figure that out, I promise you, the communication will be so much more effective and you'll stop wasting your energy and time on things that don't deserve it. Also, you brought up a great point, too. Um, People, like, this is coming from somebody who thinks they're right 99.99% of the time. That's a half joke. Um, I have a very big, like, I have a lot of pride. And I think when I approach arguments sometimes, I usually go into it like, I know that I'm right. How You know what I mean? When in reality, you should work to resolve not to be right, which we always talk about on the pod. All right, everybody. I think that is the time we have for today. Thank you so much for listening. We hope this was informative. This is just your, you know, weekly reminder to take care of yourself and be mindful and make decisions that are right for you and be confident in those decisions. Do not apologize for being yourself and for knowing what's best for you. Uh, Make sure to go follow us on social media at Crying in Public Podcast. That's Instagram and TikTok. We're more active on our Instagram, though. And you can listen to us on iHeart, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next Thursday. Goodbye. You. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome.